Praise God. I am so excited about the word today. It is just one of those words that literally changes people's lives. And I pray that today your heart is open. I pray that today, you know there are times that when God speaks, that it literally changes your life. I heard a sermon last night, and uh, I, 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 I so enjoyed it. You know, it's amazing how many people have their own opinion of people. And sometimes, unless you're finding sin to be prominent in their life, especially preachers, it, you, you should be careful what you speak. I said you should be careful of what you speak. When you curse, the, when you curse what God has blessed in ministry, it's a dangerous position. Say amen. And you know, I, I've always made a decision. I, I, so many people are against Joel Olstein. And you know, I'm not against Joel Olstein. In fact, I learned a lot from Daddy Osteen. And you know, th just yesterday, I got on mowing the lawn and I, I saw a message that he preached and I had to listen to it. I've listened to it three times already. It encouraged me in the Lord. It built me in the Lord. It was solid word. Now, I'm not promoting Joel Osteen. But what I'm saying is, be careful and make sure that you allow the Word of God freedom in your life to change your life. Amen? Amen. We've been talking this whole year about changing forward. We've been talking about consecrating your life. How you've got to learn how to step away from the things of the world. If you walk in the Spirit, you'll not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. How so many Christians are literally exactly like the people of the world. They are no different in their activity. They are no different in their watching and their viewing. They are no different in their, in their voice and in their mouth and how they speak. They are no different even in church attendance. They are no different than most people. It's time to recognize that God has called us to be separate, to come out from among them, and that we should be the example of heaven on earth. We've been talking about this. Last week, we talked about how to be led by, the, uh, excuse me, how that we have to be led, that we, we can't allow sin to overcome our lives. And today, as I promised, I'm going to teach you more of a teaching than preaching, how to hear the voice of God. How when you are hearing voices, that you're hearing the right voice. How many of you want to hear the right voice? Amen. And I know in a lot of people that are hearing the wrong voices. One time this girl walked up, she says, I hear voices all the time, Pastor. I said, let me cast the devil out of you. Hallelujah. Sometimes the voices are very bad. And sometimes we've got to recognize the right voice in our life. If you don't know how, then many people get confused in the spirit. And many people don't understand that God has a voice and wants you to hear his voice. That the voice of the Holy Spirit needs to be the most prominent, most powerful, most influential voice in your life. And when his voice is not the strongest in your life, then you've got to ask yourself, who are you actually following? Many people are following many things besides God. Say amen or oh my. Our verse for the year is Isaiah 43, verse 19. And I just want to share with you, I was excited yesterday driving back from West Virginia because I love knowing that I'm hearing too. There's nothing worse than as the pastor going, did I hear it right, did I not hear it right? And, and you know, I knew God spoke this to me last fall, and it's been really cool watching it pop up. But yesterday on the way back from West Virginia, there was an entire billboard with only this verse on it. I went, come on now, Jesus. Come on now, God. 
You know, it's really cool. Brother Ted used it a few times and other pastors. It's good to know that you're hearing right. Can I hear an amen? amen. You know, there's nothing worse than hearing wrong. I want to hear right. The Bible says, listen carefully. You can't hear if you don't listen. You can't hear if you don't listen. Sometimes we talk too much. Or we're listening to so many other voices, we're not listening to the right one. But the Bible says here in God's word for these end times is listen carefully, I'm about to do a new thing. It will spring up fast, which means it's going to happen quickly. And the fact is, is the Bible says right there in a quick little paraphrase process, it says, I'm going to make it happen fast. Will you even know it came? So there are a lot of people that call themselves Christians. There are a lot of people that say they believe in God. There are a lot of people that go to church that are going to miss this third outpouring of God's Spirit that when God pours out these last days, they're going to miss it as it was prophesied in the book of Joel because they are not listening, because they are not paying attention, because they are doing their own thing. They're listening to many voices, but the voice of God. And I want you to hear me. There's only one voice that should be thunderous in your life. There's only one voice that should be the most prominent in your life. It is the voice of Almighty God, the one who said, let there be, and there was. It's His voice that should hold the greatest prominence in who we are, especially as His church. Say amen or oh my. Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 14, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. I love this verse. But you know what? We read it one way, but you got to read it another way. It says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The fact is, if you're not led, you might not be. There are a lot of people that have this self-deception because they said a prayer when they were five years old. They had good intentions, but they have no relationship with God. It's a relationship with God. I work out my salvation with fear and trembling. The Bible says that we have a relationship with God, not a nice little prayerette that we pray when we were children and we expect it to carry us all the way through eternity. We've got to know that if we are led by the Spirit of God, we are the children of God, which means we're listening to God, which means listen carefully. I'm about to do a new thing and it's going to happen quickly. Will you even know? Maybe not because you're not listening because you might not be a child of God. There's a time for us to ask ourselves some honest questions. And that is, which voices are strongest in our lives? Because the voice that we listen to is actually our God. Like I said, there are a lot of voices. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear two masks. I don't want to pick on Dr. Fauci but I got to pick on them in a little bit. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, it's so crazy, man. This is like, the, the, he's flip-flopped all over the place, and yet so many Christians, whoop, 
hold him higher than God. Listen now, I don't care if you wear a mask or don't wear a mask. That's not what I'm talking about. But when you put your faith in Dr. Fauci more than you put your faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and the Word of God, then there's a greater issue. Because who you listen to the most, who has the greatest influence in your life with their voice, is actually your God. Say amen or oh my. Get vaccinated. Don't get vaccinated. Even if you do get vaccinated. Go to church. Don't go to church. Hug your family. Don't hug your family. Church is unsafe. Church is safe. God is good. God can't save you. This is bad. This is good. Sin is acceptable. Sin's bad. There are voices everywhere. Man, they're resounding. Listen now, you... Some of you watch way too much TV. Can I hear an amen or oh my? Fox Network is your greatest news. I've got news that you need to listen to. It's called the Word of God. You see, because God's Word is above Fox Network. I said God's Word is above CNN. Can I hear an amen? God's Word is above MSNBC. Can I hear an amen? God's Word is the highest pinnacle voice that should be heard in every single believer's life because you will not be able to live in the Spirit. You'll not be able to walk in the Spirit if the greatest voice that you have is one that's on this planet. There's only one voice that should be the most prominent. And this is the problem with most believers. We walk more in the flesh than we do in the Spirit because we don't listen carefully. We want to do our own thing. So let me rephrase this verse for the year. Listen carefully. I'm about to do my own thing. It's what I want. And I don't really care if you like it or not. I'm going to do whatever I desire to do to make myself happy. I want you to recognize there is no stream in the desert for you. And there is no road in the wilderness, which means the supernatural is going to dry up in your life. It's time to say, God, I want to hear your voice. I want your voice to be the most prominent. I want your voice to be the strongest. Everybody say three. There are three main voices that people listen to. Number one is Satan's voice. You know, a lot of people don't like to talk about the devil. It's a little uncomfortable. Well, I, I don't believe in the devil. We, listen, so many believers even watch, would rather watch a movie showing Satanism, showing diabolical. Now, what was that book that everyone loves so much? Yes, that one. And then the vampire movies. And, and then, you know, we, we start getting into, uh, you know, well, we won't get into all of them. They love the movies. Oh, it's all supernatural. It's so exciting. But they're real. Listen, the first time you deal with a real devil, your hair starts to curl. First time you have somebody manifest a demonic spirit in front of you, you're not going to be going, wow, that would look good in a movie. <laughs> the first time a demon manifests in front of you, the very first time that you watch someone being tossed like a little boy. Listen, I watched a little girl, four foot 11, her name was Tina, take five grown men and start throwing them around like little toys. I had a demon spirit sit literally on my chest and start choking me out in my neck. 
I can talk to you about how demons manifest, and it's amazing in America. We, we don't listen. We don't even talk about demons. We don't talk about, the, about Satan because we don't, wanna, we don't really think it's real. We just see it all the time in the movies. But you go to any other country, and the demonic activity is very real. You go to any other country, and demo, demon activity is not some fake thing that we kind of made up as a church, but it is a real thing because Satan is real. Demons are real, and they're really active in people's lives. They're just not running around with a little red suit with a pitchfork. The problem with the church is if we don't start identifying that, we might be listening to Satan's voice and we don't even know it. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. And I'm not, I'm not talking outside the church, I'm talking inside the church. There's a lot of people in the church that don't believe. They come to church, they, you know, did their little satisfying uh, little uh, salvation call to appease their spirit. But they don't follow God. They don't live for God. They don't have a relationship with God. They might talk to him on Sunday or when they're in trouble. But they don't talk to Jesus other than that. They don't pick up their Bible. They don't go to Bible. In fact, you get them to the house of God is a miracle. It's time to recognize that the devil is active in people's lives. Why? Because he'd rather have you hear his voice than any other voice. And the Bible says there's a way that seems right unto man that leads to death. We can actually convince ourselves, even listening to a diabolical voice, that it's a God thing. This is the danger of the body of Christ. Listen, I'll prove it to you. I'll prove it to you. Ready? Genesis chapter 1. God created all things. Genesis 2, God set things in order. Genesis chapter 3, we see Eve in the garden. Eve's sin was not eating the fruit. Eve's sin was listening to the voice of the devil. If she had never listened to the voice, she would never have eaten the fruit. She allowed the voice of Lucifer to be the voice that was stronger than that of God himself who walked with them in the cool of the day. And she abandoned all that she had because the voice of Satan was more influential than the voice of God. See, this is something that is not new. This goes all the way back to creation. So we have to make sure ourselves that we're listening to the right voice because the Bible says Satan comes as an angel of light. He's going to come with the right things. Right things said, right things done. He's going to sucker you in. That's his job. That's what he does. We've got to know the voice of God because the voice of God is always different from the voice of Satan. Satan is using his voice always to obstruct the word of God. This is when all this stuff came down. The first thing they did was they said all over the nation, and it still is. I was just talking to a pastor down uh, from Atlanta. In fact, I was communicating with him this morning. Uh, one of the pastors from Atlanta said, still two-thirds of all the churches are closed in Atlanta. All the mega churches are still closed in Atlanta. But the word of God doesn't say to close. Amen. 
The word of God didn't say to close. This isn't communist China. Yet. We're not there yet. But even in communist China, they still meet. The pastors get thrown in prison. In communist Cuba, they still meet. They meet in houses, and when the church starts getting too, too powerful, literally the government comes in and snatches the pastor out, throws him in prison, and then they go and build another internal house. They're not allowed to have church buildings. So they literally gut an entire house and fill it with people that are hungering and thirsting after righteousness, with signs and wonders following, with salvation and the power of God being manifested because they're listening to the voice of God. I want you to recognize today that there is a direct attack against the church and most of the church has agreed with it to come. We've listened to the wrong voices. And the problem is we're listening to the wrong voices literally stops the movement of God. Now, I'm not saying it debunks God, for the church will not be destroyed. The gates of hell shall not, shall not prevail against the church. But the gates of hell definitely have prevailed against churches. As 99, and they're saying about 90 plus thousand churches will close at, because of COVID last year. Oh my. Normally it's 9,000 a year. This year, 10 times that will close. Why? Was it God's plan to shut down his church? No. The problem is that the church listened to the wrong voices. When you listen to the wrong voice, you can't expect God's blessing. Come on now. You see, we've got to make a decision that God's voice is stronger, more influential. It's what I'm going to obey more than Satan's voice. Listen now, this Satan's voice is very powerful in culture. There are many cultures that are molded by satanic and antichrist mindsets. And therefore, the devil gets his way while the church sits back and sways and still does nothing within the body of Christ. It's time to be the salt and the light. Listen now, we see it now even today. My uncle was a missionary in northern Quebec. Quebec, and he was with the, uh, oh, I said it in the first service, I gotta remember, was, it was, that's right, it was the Cree Indians, and he was a missionary to the Cree Indians, and I went up there and did ministry, and what was amazing to me was that he'd been shot at twice. Why was he shot at? His name is Gary Wilcox. He was shot at twice because they said to him, the Cree, Cree nation said, Indian way is above God's way. They made the statement. Listen, we deal with it right now in America. How many genders are there? Oh, let's talk science, two. There are two. Science, two. But yet we're hearing the satanic voice ripple through, even our young people ripple through, our government ripple through people saying there are multiplicities of genders and that God ultimately, God shrewd up and he didn't do it right. Whose voice are you listening to? People have taken that. Oh, somebody said to me recently, well, you know, Pastor, now that weed is uh, legalized, we can smoke weed, right? I said, what, are you stupid? There's nothing wrong with weed. God made the plant. I said, then go smoke a sumac. They won't smoke a sumac because you're not going to get high. You're not going to lower the girding of your mind. 
So they'd listen to the devil who says, now it's legal to smoke weed, but they won't listen to the word of God that says, gird up the loins of your mind and don't give the devil a placement. See, the devil's sneaky, man. And because our government is definitely not born again, we need to pray for our government. Well, let's do that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for Governor Cuomo. His, his grandmother is born again, spirit-filled. She's been praying for him for years. We stand in the gap right now with her. We bind our hearts with her right now that that man will fall to his knees and confess you as Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and that he'll ask you to be his Lord and Savior. Fill him with the Holy Ghost, O oh God. Let him be a governor that's going to lead under the direction of the Word of God and the voice of God, not the voice of the devil. In Jesus' name, amen. It's important that we know this. If we don't differentiate this, we'll believe the wrong voice and be led by the wrong people. The next voice that many people, in fact, more listen to probably than even Satan himself is the voice of the flesh. The voice of the flesh, what's the flesh? The Bible says in Romans 8, your flesh is the enemy of God because your flesh has nothing good in it. What is your flesh? Your intellect, your emotions, and your will. You see, when God created us fearfully and wonderfully, he gave us an intellect, say amen. He gave us a will, say amen, which Eve exercised with Adam in the garden to disband and break the covenant they had with God. And then they also had emotions. How many of you glad that you got emotions? I'm not emotional. God gave you emotions. It's okay to cry, man. Amen. You see those, all the ladies are saying amen. Amen. I wish my husband would cry. Nothing wrong with crying, man. There's nothing wrong. The Bible says be angry and sit not. There's nothing wrong with anger as long as it's not dealt with in an unbiblical manner. You see... Emotions are so, but when your emotions, when your intellect and when your personal will have a larger voice than that of God's Holy Spirit, there's no way to walk in the Spirit. Therefore, you'll fulfill the lust of the flesh. The Bible is so clear about this in, book, in the book of Galatians chapter 5, 16 through 21. So I say, let the Spirit guide your life. Then you won't be doing what is sinful, what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting against each other. So you are not free, free to carry out your good intentions. Here it is right now, verse 18. But when you are directed by the Spirit... You are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are clear. So I want to show you this. The results I'm about to read are not the actual sin. The actual sin is that you are led by your flesh. These are the manifestation. Has anybody here ever had a pimple before? Do you remember? I mean, I, I, I still get pimples. I'm 55 years old. What is wrong with this thing? But you remember when you were a kid, you know, and you had an important day in front of you, maybe on a date or something, and you woke up that morning and you had the shining star on the end of your nose. Shazam! I'm not talking it was just a little zit. I'm talking it was a zit. 
I'm talking it had that white head on the top, and it just said to you, I am going to explode. <laughs> but you knew if you exploded that thing, there would be a crater. So you said to yourself, I don't know what I'm going to do. So all of a sudden, man, you pop that thing, it hits your mirror. All of that is gross. But it's really not the issue. The issue is it was an infection inside of your pore. That's the real issue. That was just a manifestation that we all react to. The reaction cannot be at the manifestation. The reaction has to be at the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is that so many are not led by the Spirit. They'd rather fulfill their own desires, their own cravings, their own passions, rather than to submit to God and obey God. For if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, obey me. Rather than loving God, they'd rather do their own thing. Say amen or oh my. Don't freak out over it hitting the mirror. Freak out over the infection in the poor. These right here are the mirror being hit. But it's still not the problem. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality. If you're having sex with somebody that is not your spouse, it is called fornication and it is a sin. Well, I got a lot of amens on that one. Say amen. <laughs> they did a study actually on the millennials and the Z generation. And the majority of them are now saying that sex before marriage is not a sin, that 80% of them say that it is no longer a sin, that the Bible must be wrong. Bible's not wrong. You're listening to the wrong voice. If you're having sex outside of marriage and you're not married, it's sin. I said it's a sin. I said it's a sin to have sex with somebody you're not married to. It's very uncomfortable to be in church today. Yes, amen. But we're addressing the flesh. And you can't expect the flesh to go, yahoo. Because the flesh is the enemy of God. The flesh wants to destroy you. The, listen, if you don't get the sin out, the sin will kill you. And the sin is not just having sex with somebody you're not married to. Or if you are married, you're having sex with somebody who you're not married to. That's called adultery. Either way, sexual immorality is the pus hitting the mirror. And the real issue is that your heart is not for God. You would rather obey the flesh than obey the Holy Spirit. Say amen or oh my. Impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery. I'll just say it one more time. This is where in the scripture, when someone says to you, show me in the Bible where smoking weed is wrong. It's right here. The Greek word for sorcery is pharmacia, which is the word for drugs. And we're not talking like you need a Tylenol drug. I'm talking a mind-bending, mind-changing. Well, it's good for you. Really? That's why if you get caught smoking weed and you're driving, you're still going to get a DUI. It's wrong. Say amen. It's wrong. Shout, smoking weed is a flesh thing. Jesus. <laughs> Hostility, quarreling, jealousy, 
outbursts of anger, selfish ambition. Don't tell me, God, what to do. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. Dissension, division, drunkenness, and parties. And other sins like these. Watch now. Be careful. Let me tell you again. I'm not saying this. Please turn to somebody. The pastor didn't say this. Tell somebody else. Pastor didn't say this. Say it out loud. Just blame Jesus. Here it is. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not go to heaven. I didn't say it. Remember, you look at the root. The root is the infection. The infection is you'd rather live for the flesh than live for the spirit. That's the root of the, of the voice you're listening to. This is where we've got to make a decision. I'm going to walk by the Spirit, which means my flesh isn't going to get what it always wants to get. Can I hear an amen? You don't let your kids have everything they want. If your kid came up to you in the morning, let's say at 6 a.m., woke you out of a dead sleep and said, can I have a candy bar? You're going to say what? Well, of course you can, honey. I want your teeth to rot out of your head. Please have six candy bars a day. It's good for you. You're not going to say that to your kid. Your kid walks up to you when we had school or we're getting back to school finally and says, I'm not going. Listen, you got a first grader looking at you and saying, I'm not going to school another day. <laughs> Excuse me? I'm the spirit. <laughs> you send that child to school because their flesh don't want to go to school. But the spirit says, go to school. Influence. You can't trust your flesh. And if your flesh is the loudest voice in your life, you're doomed to constantly struggle or not make it. That's why the Bible says, these are the children of God who are led by the Spirit of God because the Holy Spirit is going to lead you into blessing. The Holy Spirit is going to lead you into a posture where it pleases God. The Holy Spirit is going to posture you so you can have all the covenant rights that God has for you. But you can't expect to live by the flesh and still get God's benefits. Feelings. Whoa, 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 feelings. Oh, oh. One time I had somebody come up to me and said, Pastor, I was in prayer this week and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I said, cool, man. What, what did the Spirit of God say? The Holy Spirit told me to leave my husband and my children and to go on the road as an evangelist. I said, huh? I said, wrong voice. <laughs> That's really how I do it too. Wrong voice. And then she got mad. How dare you tell me I'm not hearing the voice of God? I said, it's easy. The spirit and the word always agree. Yeah. Wrong voice. Your feelings don't dictate to you. Well, I just feel like, who cares what you feel? Well, I feel like I deserve to be. Who cares what you feel? Well, that's just not nice. God didn't promise you happy. God promised you joy. Happy is a quick ending pit 
that always seems to be motivated by circumstances, where joy, which is your strength, the joy of the Lord is your strength, is knowing him, walking in him, obeying him. And when you're in joy, even in the middle of the most horrific advance of the enemy, you will always be able to stand there with your shoulders back and your head high and speak unto the mountain and say, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and the joy of the Lord will be your strength. But if you're feelings, whoa, 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 feelings. You're governed by your feelings, you're in trouble. Because your feelings can't be trusted. You've got to know the voice to hear. And your voice should never be feelings. Because one minute you feel this way, the next minute you feel that way. It always makes me, I always, when I do premarital counseling, I always warn them. You're not always going to get that oochie-goochie feeling. You know, when you're dating, you can't wait to be with them every second of every time. You're on the phone with them all the time. I love you. I love you. Oh, 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 I just, oh. What, have you been married? That works for a while. And then sometimes you don't feel that. I got that, you know, you don't always feel that beautiful feeling. Sometimes you say, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? <laughs> you can't be governed by your feelings, man. You're governed by the Holy Spirit, amen? you got to be governed by the Holy Spirit or you're going to cause yourself trouble that you don't deserve but you earned. That was tweetable. There's only one voice that should be the most prominent. That's the voice of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you here in a few seconds. All this is intro. <laughs> Say it with me. The Word, the Word. And, the and the Spirit always agree. Always so if you're hearing something that you can't validate in the Word, you don't agree with it. Feelings. Multiple genders. I deserve to be happy. Let's smoke weed. You chuckle, man, but we have people in this church that are 70 years old that's still smoking weed. They think I don't know. That's the funny part to me. They really think I don't know. And the best part is the people that are sleeping around together, they just think the pastor doesn't know. He knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows. But really, who cares if I know? What matters is, is God knows. Because I'm just a guy. But God is God. He has the power to cash into the lake of fire because your name will not be written in the Lamb's Book of Life because you're not following the Holy Ghost's voice. You're following your own voice of the demonic voices. You need to know that you and I are called, especially in these last days, to walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
The Bible says in John 10, verse 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Which says this, if my sheep know my voice and listen to it, that means there are some that don't listen. Here's 10, verse 4 and 5. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Stranger danger. Turn to someone and say, stranger danger. You got to say that to the devil. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. We have got to be so repelled by any other voice but the voice of heaven. Say amen. amen. God will prosper you in your businesses. God will prosper you in your relationships. God will prosper you in your finances. God will prosper you most of all in your spirit. God will prosper you in all areas of your life if you will allow yourself to be walking in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know, this couple here, they just, they, they are faith people. Stand right up there. Yeah, you too. Yeah. These people are crazy faith people. Crazy faith. Like, sometimes they believe in things that I'm looking at and said, do you really think that's going to happen? I said that in my head. I'm sorry I didn't say it, mean to say it out loud. And then, man, God prospers. God gets them a building. God gets them hundreds of thousands of dollars for their ministry. They drive in with a vehicle that's nicer than my vehicle. You know, God gives them vans. Because they are walking in the Spirit. And, man, they believe. And God prospers them, blesses them. And it's crazy faith. You folks have crazy faith. We honor you for that. Crazy faith. Like crazy faith. So let's talk about it. How does God, by his Holy Spirit, speak to us? There are many ways. Ready? Number one. You want to write that down. <laughs> this will be helpful. You won't remember unless you write that down. Go ahead. Grab your phone. Go to notes. I won't be offended that you're on your phone. Ready? Number one, the audible voice of God. We see the audible voice of God with uh, Moses and, and the uh, burning bush. We see the audible voice of God with Jesus being baptized. Uh, and, and, and the Father spoke out loud, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So we know the audible voice of God. But we also know that John heard the audible voice of Jesus on the Isle of Patmos, and he used to hang out with Jesus. But when the audible voice, the thundering voice of Christ came, he fell on his face as of dead. So the audible voice of God is a way that God does speak to people. I think Brother Ted said he's heard the audible voice of God two times in his life. Now my uncle, who is a bishop in the Church of God Church and has been a bishop for over 60 years, was actually called into ministry by the audible voice of God. And then he said to God, please don't do that again. <laughs> the audible voice of God is not like, a, 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 it's the audible voice of the Creator. And there are people probably in this room that have heard the audible voice of God. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It does. But it doesn't happen as often as some of these other ways. The second way that the Holy Spirit will speak to you is mainly through the whisper in your spiritual man. 
This is found in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11 and 12. And he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great storm wind tore into the mountain and broke the rocks into pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. The main way the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you outside of the Word of God, the Word of God is the number one way to hear the voice of God. But the other way is that in your spiritual man, some say, well, that's my subconscious man. No, if you're born again, shout amen. Amen. Just as I am. Not everybody said amen, so I'm going to give an altar call. Just. If you're born again, shout amen. Amen. So now you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Where does the Spirit of God dwell? Inside of you. So where is he going to speak from? Inside of you. It's called the whisper of the Holy Ghost. You're going to hear the Holy Spirit say things to you. And, and you know, this is a problem that, that I struggle with. You don't mind me sharing my, some of my struggles. I, I'm not almost done. So here's the problem with some of my struggles. I, I wanted to give hope, but I couldn't. I'd be a liar. So here's one of the issues is, is that I'm a busy guy. I'm talking like I'm a really busy person. How many here are, are really busy people? The moment your floor hits the floor, baby, you're a 1,000 miles an hour until you pretty much lay your head down at night. So I have a problem because I get up, you know, you used to get up and then go just straight to the man cave and, and spend time with the Lord. And that was awesome. But I found that when my foot hit the floor that I would start struggling with thoughts running rampant through my brain. So the bishop gave me a secret that he uses that I'm now going to share with you. What the bishop does, before he gets out of bed, he spends about 40 to 45 minutes just laying there. Not putting his foot on the floor. And the reason is, because the moment you put your foot on the floor, now you've got 10,000 things to do, lays in bed and just starts talking to the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do today? What do you want to speak to me today? What do you want to direct me in today? In fact, a lot of the messages that I get are laying in the bed, where now I'm, I'm calming myself. I'm, I'm waking up, and, and now my spirit man isn't busy. I'm here, I'm there. I'm right down listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. You see, listen carefully. You can't listen carefully if you're busy. There's, no, there's only one voice that's more important than any other voice, and I don't mean your wife. That's the voice of the Holy Spirit in the morning. And if you will choose to arrest yourself, you know, this is just what I do. This, you can do whatever you want. But I'm now spending about 30 to 40 minutes in my bed before I climb and put my foot on the floor because the moment I put my foot on the floor, I know I'm going to go get her coffee. I know that I'm going uh, to uh, either put a bagel in or a piece of toast in and put a lot of butter on it and pour, put in uh, uh, sugar and cinnamon and, and then I'm going to bring it down into the bed as she raises her bed up so she can be served in her own bed and I hand her her breakfast in the morning, and she says, thank you, honey. Then I go to the man cave, and then I got problems because now my brain is 10,000 miles an hour of all the things I got to do for the day. 
So I'm taking that time to listen carefully. I want to encourage you to start learning, whether it's that process or another, to hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit. Another way the Holy Spirit speaks to us is through prompting. What does that mean? That means an urge or a sense where, you know, you, you know, go through the supermarket and you go through all that candy and yet you know that you're on a diet. You know you don't need any candy. Say amen or oh my. You know you shouldn't have any candy. You know you just said that morning, you fat thing, you need a diet. But now you're standing there and your stomach is protruding and you're looking at that and you said, you don't even like Three Musketeers, but it says to you, I'm a pretty rapper. I'm a pretty rapper. Eat me. Please eat me. You don't even like it. After three of them, you've now decided that that was a horrible life decision. But you just felt prompted, drawn to the Three Musketeers bar. Many times that's how the Holy Spirit will work, where all of a sudden, you don't know why, but you just feel drawn to aisle five at Walmart. You're in aisle two, man. You're getting your stuff at aisle two. What's in aisle five anyways? Is there anybody here that knows what's in aisle five at Walmart? I'm just guessing. What is it? The ice cream. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that must have been prophetic. <laughs> aisle five. So you're pulled out of God saying, he just, he just prompts you. I want you to go to aisle five. Well, I don't really know what's in aisle five, God. But if you want me to go to aisle five, because you're now listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to go to aisle five. And you walk down aisle five. There's an old friend you haven't seen in a decade who you know is going through hell and back. And God gives you the opportunity to share the good news that Jesus Christ came, died on the cross, rose from the dead, so their sins can be forgiven. And they're going to have hope and peace and joy in the Spirit of God. Or someone's there that needs healing. You can lay hands on them right in Wally World and God will use you to heal the sick. That's that prompting. And then there's another one called nudging. You know what a nudge is. Come here, Isaac. <laughs> prompting is more that the Holy Spirit says, see that yellow strip? You should probably go over there. Look at that, man. He's led by the Holy Ghost. Nudging is a little bit different, especially when you don't first obey. The Holy Spirit will say, I told you you should go over to that orange. Good. And then you stop. I said to the orange. No, really, go to the orange. The nudge. The nudge. Yeah. And then he's happy. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will just nudge you because you're not listening carefully and he'll start nudging you. Come on now, you need to do this. Come on now, you need to do this. Come on now, you need to give here. Come on here, you need to give there. Come on there, you need to call so-and-so. Come on now, you need to go share the gospel. Come on now, you need to put your job application over there. Because you're not listening like carefully, so he'll start to nudge you. I love the Holy Ghost. He's so good to us. Another one is conviction. I got that nasty feeling when all of a sudden you're getting ready to sin the holy ghost says don't do that don't do that i don't want you to do that you know come on now you know if you do that it's going to end here and then you end up doing it and you regret every moment of it respond to the holy spirit and you won't have to go down that road say amen, amen. the holy spirit speaks in prophetic ways whether it be visions or dreams the number one way is the Word of God. Not only the written Word of God, but the preached Word of God. This is why the devil strived to close the churches so that the Word of God would become mute. 
There is a different anointing being in the presence of God when it's preached than when you're watching online. It's a different anointing. It's not the same. That's why? Because God said, forsake not the assembly of yourself as a matter of some is, especially in the last days. Because if it was the same anointing, he wouldn't have had to say that. There's a different power. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. The preached word of God is powerful and important. That's why the Bible says that the church increased because they remained in the apostles' doctrine steadfast, because they fellowshiped, they ate together, and they prayed together. They were together, and in that, when the word is preached, when the word is taught, there is an impact to the spiritual man, and you know that the word, when it's taught correctly, is always going to change you from within because his word cannot return void. And then reading. Just a lot of people don't read the Bible anymore. I don't like to read. Well, I don't know that God said, do you like to read? Okay. (laughs) You need to read the word. I'm praying for a resurrection of a a fire of passion for, again, getting into the word of God. Why? Because you want to know God's will? Read the Bible. Somebody came up to me once and said, I need a word from the Lord, Pastor. I need God to speak to me. Do you have a word from the Lord? And I said, I do. They got so happy. And I looked and said, pray and read the Bible every day. That's not what they wanted to hear. They wanted a prophetic thundering from the most high God to enter into their spirit man and give them the direction that they need. No, no, no. Read your Bible, pray every day. You'll hear from God every day. Because he has some nugget in there that's going to burst in your spirit. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than the two words. Hebrews 4.12. 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 Jesus said the words that I speak, they are spirit, pneuma, and life, zoe. The word is our number one way to hear the scripture. To hear the voice of heaven. Being in the house of God is another main way that God created. God created. Don't blame me. Blame God. You don't like it? Take it up with him. To hear the word, to hear the voice of heaven to the church. But every day, man, no matter what voice you hear, you got to do this. Does that line up with the word of God? Does that line up with the scripture? Because if it doesn't, it's the wrong voice no matter how pretty it is. Say amen. amen. Here we go. Four steps. I've never really done steps before, but here's four steps. Number one, withdraw yourself from worldly distractions. If you don't do that, you'll never be able to hear. And you hyper busy people, like myself, you might want to try that morning thing. Number two, praise and worship opens our hearts. It's like a spiritual antenna. Number three, Let God hear your voice. You pray. Not just because you're in trouble. Do you know how many people pray because they're in trouble? Don't wait till you're in trouble. Talk to him. Number three, God, not my will, but your will. You do those four steps. Was that four? You do those four. You do those four steps. I'm, I'm not a step guy. You do those four steps. You'll hear the voice of heaven and you'll walk right. Amen? Amen. 
If you don't walk right, you might be shocked when you wake up. That's not what God's plan is for your life. He wants you blessed going in and blessed going out, blessing your storehouse, blessing your back. The blessing's going to chase you down. They're going to trip you up because I'm a child of God. I'm the head and not the tail. Bless you abundantly above all you can even ask or even fathom, imagine in your own mind. He's got great things for us. We're the church, the body of Christ. And in this, we can't fail unless we don't listen. I challenge you. And I know today was more teachy. It's all right. You don't mind, do you? That's good stuff right there. People spend thousands of dollars. When Zig Ziglar was alive, they spent thousands of dollars to hear a man tell him how for eight hours to make money. You can make all the money in the world you want. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What will the man give in exchange for his soul? You just gave me one hour of your life of a week to deposit some principles of how to hear the voice of God. I pray you'll cherish those words because they're not mine. They're right from Scripture. And if you do, you'll be, I don't know, honey, I just think we're very blessed. We're just very blessed people. And it's not because she's cute, although she is very cute. But we know the principles. You want your families to work out right? You want your money to work out right? You want your marriage to work out right? You got to do it God's way. But you don't know God's way if you don't hear his voice. Amen? Bow your head with me this morning. This morning, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I give an altar call every single week. This morning, first service already, two people gave their hearts to Jesus. Today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that is the only way you're going to hear the voice of God. The only, this has messed people up right here. Everyone always says, God hears every prayer. That's a lie. God does not hear the prayer of a sinner. How do I know that? Because the Bible says the only prayer that God hears from a sinner is repentance. Because it's only then that they're a child of God, washed in the blood of Jesus, and now have a right to come before the throne of God boldly. Today, God wants you to be his child. He wants you to know him. He wants you to walk with him. He has got great things for your life. Don't trade your life for stupid fleshly things. Today, if you do not know Jesus and you want him in your heart, you want to start this relationship with God, I want you to slide your hand up right now. I'm not going to wait long. Five, four, come on, get your hand up. Thank you, honey. God, I've been working with you all service. I'm so excited that you responded. Anybody else? I'm not going to wait long. Come on, come on. There's two more. God's been working on you the whole service. Five, four, three, Two, last call. Remember, not raising your hand still means you made a decision. Your decision. And last call, and one. Let's all stand to our feet. As your pastor, my, my wife and I are very excited that we are going to be part of that end time revival church. We are going to listen carefully, and we are going to respond quickly. Amen? Remember when you didn't respond quick to your parents? The law of love touched you from behind. Respond quick.
and you'll find the great God has great things for your life. I love you. We believe in you. We pray for you. And we know that God will do mighty things if you let him. Amen? Bow your heads with me this morning. Jesus, we release a blessing in the house. God, we thank you for your church. God, these are not my people. God, these are your people. This is not our church. God, this is your church. God, it's not our plans. It's your plans. And Father, we thank you that you have honored us to be part of this end time revival. We thank you that we can look at the signs of the time and see that things are coming to a culmination. We declare, God, thank you for trusting us to be part of your end time harvesters. And Jesus, we choose to be used by you more than anything else. Holy Spirit, we will listen carefully. Prompt us, nudge us, whisper to us. Spank us, correct us, whatever you got to do, Holy Ghost. We lay our lives on the altar of Christ as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you, which is our reasonable service. And we declare, Jesus, you are not just our Savior. Jesus, you are our Lord. And we will obey you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. I love you. Don't forget, this is Mother's Day week. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you encourage, strengthen somebody. Call your moms. If you don't have your mom alive, call somebody that is a spiritual mom and encourage them. We love you. Serve God with all of your heart. If you raise your hand for salvation, we want to encourage you. Make your way to the front of the altar where Mindy is. Yes, Father, in the name of Jesus, I need someone to go get that.